Welcome, 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 welcome. It is I, Tevin El Chapo. Friends call me Chop. And we're back with another episode of Chop Logic, the show where we bring on many different people from many different walks of life. And we give them some trivia to see what they really know. And right here today, we have a special guest in the building. Real special guest, man. My big brother. I wouldn't call him a mentor because he wouldn't even accept such a thing if I were to call him that. No. But yeah, nevertheless, though, you know, my boy Jason in the building. First of all, thank you so much for pulling up, man. I appreciate you always. Of course. And, you know, of course, we've been rocking for years upon years at this point. Mm -hmm. A lot of things, a lot of maneuvers, a lot of a lot of stuff. But just for the world to know, what is it that you do? Um, Primarily, I'm a filmmaker. Um, So I work professionally um, as a lighting technician for Turner Broadcasting. I have a business doing video production. For local brands, uh, Children's Museum, the name one, Children's School of Atlanta. Um, and then also I uh, do director of photography work for a couple of music videos. Dope, dope. So, you know, just tell the people, like, how did you get into this field? You know what I mean? Because like I said, you've been, you've been in the field longer than me. So let's start there, start at that. But, yeah. you know, what brought you into everything that you do? All the film and video production and everything. What brought you into that? Um, probably started from childhood. Um, honestly, my older brother, he was creative. We, we, all of us always drew, always did things. Um, but we used to make, you know, little stupid films on digital cameras and whatnot as a kid. Um, and then I saw the opportunity when I came to high school, um, with MGTV and whatnot, where I was like, you know, I could learn this trade and really figure something out with it. And I've stuck with it ever since. Okay. Got you. Got you. So, you know, just in terms of everything that you've done, I would say, what would be some of the biggest mentors that you had coming up? Um, biggest mentors? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, uh, Miss Nilly. Um, she's who put me on the path um, and kind of just set me up to know what like success is and what it takes. Um, definitely um, Mario Riles. Um, he took me under his wing at Turner. Um, he's the reason why I'm a lighting technician today. Um, and you know, I still chat with him all the time, just letting him know what's going on. And then also, uh, Robert Jesen, um, met him at Georgia state and from an independent side or like from act more so like a business side, he's taking me to a whole nother level as far as like, how do I interact with clients? How do I do, you know, um, present myself for larger bids and things like that. And just how, you know, how to carry yourself. So, um, definitely those three would be the ones that come to mind. Okay, okay, dope. You know, that's a nice lineup of people for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what would you say are some of your biggest accomplishments up to this point? Some of the, like, it don't have necessarily be accomplishments by mm-hmm. the terms of what other people see, you know what I mean? But just in your personal life, professional, however, like some of the biggest accomplishments that you've gotten to up to this point? Um, I mean, first, first one was really just successfully funding um, our short film five years ago. Um, what limits directed by Kevin Price? Um, Shout out Kevin, it's my boy. <laughs> um, but us coming together as a team and creating a marketing plan and whatnot, and getting the funding to um, execute on that film, and then you know creating the film, and then also getting accepted to like the Atlanta Film Festival, Sidewalk Film Festival, um, Rome International Film Festival, Rome, Georgia, not Rome, uh, Italy. Just yeah, you know, gotta know the difference. Yeah, know the difference. <laughs> but um. 
No, nah, definitely. I would say that that was um, the biggest accomplishment just because it's like so many moving parts and whatnot. And for you, everyone to come together and kind of like work on one accord, like that's no easy feat. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think there's one particular person who might have funded that film who still to this day have never seen it. You know, I don't know who that <laughs> I don't know who that person might be. <laughs> he might be um, he might be sitting next to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know who that person is. I don't know who that is. He might be a handsome devil of a host to an up-and-coming podcast. Wait. Just wondering how he can get that link <laughs> to watch that movie. <laughs> I'm not the director. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that energy. He's <laughs> just not a director. Oh, uh, but not definitely. I can shoot you a link. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? If you can, just watch it. Or we can it. just watch it here if you want. I mean, hey, I mean, I don't have the time right now, per se. You know, we in the middle of... Talking about after... Okay, yeah, you know, I still don't. But yeah, so just, you know, send me the link and I got you. But, you know, hey, for the people who haven't seen it or are interested in it, what would be about, like, what would be the general synopsis of the film? Um, Limits is just basically, uh, it's a personal story um, where the protagonist is pretty much going through life and kind of realizing that um, everyone is kind of paying more attention to their cell phones and what's going on, like, with social media and whatnot, more so than everything that's going on around them. So, you know, you go into an event, you're more so recording the event or like trying to post on social media instead of experiencing it. So it's, um, the premise is just basically him going through a change in his life and realizing, you know, who's really there for him and who isn't. Okay. Um, so that's just like the general synopsis. Okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. Well, you know, it, it sounds dope, but you know, I still haven't. I got you. Okay, cool. So he gonna have me right after this, but you know it's definitely like just a dope move to even do such a thing because I know how hard it is to get productions off the ground. You know what I mean? You um you work so hard for it, you get so many people aligned for it, but then getting the funding from one is always tough. Mm -hmm. Just getting people to you know pay it off completely, and then just like going through the vision and just going through the cycle is always tough too. You know, so I guess that kind of. I'm leading that into my next question of in your time in this field, what would you say be the hardest experience that you've had or the most difficult time that you've had on a set? Um, you don't have to go super detailed if it's something that's ongoing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like with Limits, like Limits was challenging um, because our assistant director was um, Jackie or Jacqueline Clark. And Shout out to Jackie. She had to... Um, Last minute, I think she found out her brother was graduating from basic training. So she flew out literally the weekend that we were supposed to shoot the film. Um, and she was like very deep um, into the organization of the film and keeping everything. Like that was going to be her duty on set, making sure like time is like good, making sure like the extras are good, things like of that nature. Um, so without her presence, definitely you could tell, like we could tell on set that that was missing. Um, so we act the longest shoot day I've ever done to date, which was a 24 hour shoot day. Yikes. Um, that's a dub, <laughs> which was like, we woke up at 5am to go like prepare and shoot on this lake. We shot on the coldest day of the year, like, or not even of the year, the coldest day, probably in the past decade, I think it was 17, 17 degrees with like a eight degree wind chill on a lake. So we had oh to keep taking breaks in between like every 20 minutes of shots and let our actors go in the car, heat up for a sec, whatever. Um, and then that shoot took 
much. I think it took three hours longer, so it made us go to our next location later. Um, and then, like, there was a scheduling inconsistency. We had all of our extras show up at 3 p.m., even though they weren't going to be shooting till 8 p.m., and then, like, there was a discrepancy in when we started shooting and all that stuff. So by the time we got to the shots with the extras, it started getting toward, closer to 11 p.m., they all left in the middle of their shots. Yikes. And then it just caused this whole cascading thing that, like, ended up with us shooting till 5 a.m. in the morning. Ooh, boy. So that was uh, challenging. There's definitely footage of me, like, taking a power nap with a boom mic in my hand, like, <laughs> in the middle of some takes. Yeah. I bet, man. Yeah, that sounds tough. That sounds tough. Um, so when you're in those situations where things aren't necessarily going the way they were planned or that, you know, there'd be delays that were very unexpected. Like, what are some of your best tactics or try and overcome such things on set? Um, remain calm, first and foremost. Remain calm and then just kind of come up with a plan. Like, nine times out of ten, there's going to more than likely have to be a compromise. So it's like trying to come up with the most efficient compromise where you can you can keep the essence of what you originally planned but do it at a much scaled down version and, you know, use what you have access to in that moment. Okay. So I got you. Yeah. I know that, you know, even in experiences that we've had together, that's happened many a time where we had to, I don't want to say Jerry rig, but just make something shake, you know, with next to nothing or with different options or having to change things up because of circumstances. Most have. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you're working on a set, like, what is it that you look for in a teammate? Like, someone that you work with, someone that, you know, you can, that you can rely on, on in those moments. 100% um, is, first and foremost, is communication. Um, I always yeah. say, say, like, you can be as talented as you think you are, but if you communicate horribly, then we're not going to work together well. No, nah, I feel but, that. Um, and you can be as bad as, you know, like, horrible but if you're a willful worker and communicate, like, you know, a lot of people will still want to work with you because they feel like they can show you um, what you, you know, what you need to know. But okay. you can't do that with someone who communicates horribly, even if they know what they're doing. Yeah, I got you. You know, it's been a lot of people that don't know what they're doing and don't know how to communicate. Oh, yeah, so most that's, that's, that's kind of even worse. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's an unholy, like, combination. It is, man. It is. You know, um, what would you say is some of the best moments that you've had on set or some of the favorite things that you shot up to this point? You said limits already, you know what I mean, being one of your greatest accomplishments. But just some of the, just your favorite times, like you look back and be like, man, this was a good day on set or this was just a good time shooting with these people or just getting this project done. You know, it was just a fun time. Mm -hmm. Um. So, like, this is, like, going, like, super far back, but... About seven years ago, we shot Shallow Depths back at Miller Grove High School. Um, and that was a smooth shoot. That was like, I think we shot for 10 hours, but we enjoyed every moment. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and we enjoyed every single moment of it. And like, you know, I, I can't think of any time where I was kind of like, this is horrible or whatever. Um, that that was like one of, one of my favorite moments. Um, back in June, early June, like shooting... Uh, Shooting for Char, uh, shooting for a short film, like 
having that one moment like where we all kind of broke out and was singing like singing karaoke. Yeah, oh yeah, that was dope. That um, was dope. You know, that was good vibes on the set. That was actually like some of them in recent memories, like probably in the past four years, four or five years, that was probably one of the best sets that like I had experience wise. Um it was definitely a good time for sure. Oh yeah, most definitely. For sure. Yeah, so I mean those two like come to mind like off the top of my head. Okay, that's what's up. Um, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned Shar. Shout out to a Keontae Norm, friend of the show. He was also on here. And we spoke about a little thing um called Always on the Rise Part Two. <laughs> now there was a time where a video was shot for this. And a particular someone, the same person who didn't get to see limits, by the way, wasn't necessarily invited to the shoot. And then I remember when we recorded that episode of the podcast with Keontae Norm. Please be sure to watch it, listen to it if you haven't. I asked him, like, you know, hey, you remember whatever happened with that? And then he said, oh, that was on Jason. And, you know, I already knew that answer. And now here we are all this time later. What's up with that, bro? What's up with what? How come I couldn't be on the set, be in the shot, couldn't be nowhere around in the area, vicinity? But Jesus. <laughs> I just want to know. The world wants to know. <laughs> so, the whole idea, all right. Because I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at it at a 27 year old's perspective versus a 17 year old's. Okay, go so ahead. Like this is a decade late later. Smooth little decade, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole idea that I had was like when we shot Underrise Part One. Okay. Like I shot it and Shar did it. Yeah. So Underrise Part Two was not even like a thing like it wasn't gonna happen but i remember us like speaking like i was like yo on the rise kind of like was like an anthem of like people leaving out that school year and going to the next one for sure so it was like the idea was like the rising part was like oh yeah i came from shooting it and then now i'm on the i'm on the verse i was kind of like you weren't tied to the original so like what is the and then you're on the way out as a senior, too. Like, maybe if you was, like, a junior, then it's like, all right, yeah, like, we're passing the torch. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, as a as an adult, I would let you be on the song. <laughs> in, in hindsight. I would. Like, in <laughs> hindsight, I would let, I'm just, I'm, I'm letting you know, like, what I was thinking then. Like, right now, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, shit. Like, of course, Tevin could be on the song. But back then, it was like, yo, Tevin mad eager to be on this song. I don't feel like I he, was itching. I just wanted, I was, I like, just wanted a spot. I don't like, even have to be a verse. I could just been in the video. I was he was vetoed the whole idea of me even being around. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if like he paid his like paid his dudes to be in the video yet. Like I'm like, bro, we finna leave, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what dudes can I pay in this amount of time before we graduate? I mean, I put you I put you in Killer Grove. Like You did, you did. Shout out to you. Shout out. Yeah. Very true. You know what I mean? Like, if you can think about it, like there was a lot of um there was definitely a lot of ego going on. No, no, for sure. That's why I asked. Like, what's up? Oh with yeah, hundred percent. Because like, like in hindsight, like going back and looking, it's like, why the fuck did I? I'm not sure if I could curse. Go ahead. Yeah. But fuck I, damn shit, nigga. Go ahead. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why the hell. Like, I held auditions for like a twenty second part in a. Film. I know. I remember that having a audition. That's yes. crazy. It was. I remember specifically crazy, like bro. having people come into like the studio. To audition for that And it was like And like, I wasn't even on there that long bro It was like Yeah it was only for like 20 seconds It was like a weird ego pull 
Because it was like, people was like, I want to be in the film. I want to be in the film. I'm like. But see, you wasn't going off the fact that you my dog. And I'm like, all right, I could really just show up. You ain't got to audition nobody. Same way with, you know, Always on the Rise Part 2. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm your dog. Like, I'm but the like, first. Just want to show up. So but now we, we're speaking a decade. Yeah, we speaking, you know what I mean? Time. 11, 11, 10. Like, like, I feel like we knew of each other up until junior year. True. That's like when we really started having classes together. Facts. And then, like, we got cool. Because even then, I didn't even go to, um, I went to Miller Grove late. So I didn't even get there until, uh, well, kind of late. I got there, like, second semester, ninth grade. Yes. So it's like, I remember getting cool with you. And then, like, I rem- like I remember, like, you know what I'm saying? I always remember, like, the steps. Like, So it was like, man, he's not going to be. But then it's like, we've grown over time, most deaf, like, supporting each For other sure. in, in endeavors, going to, like, Georgia State together, all that stuff. Um so like yeah, like that's on like in hindsight, I <laughs> <laughs> ten years later. I'll give you a verse I'm like well. You got but, something right now? <laughs> but it's like back then I was just like, nah, bro. So if we do always on the rise part three, I get Keontae Norm. We might be like, all right, let's do it. I'll shoot it. You'll shoot it, but now you don't even want to be in it. I'm retired. This guy is that retired, was that was man. a phase. That was a phase, man. The J Bass phase. Yeah, that was a phase, but you, you still you, you still out here spitting. So like I sparingly. I mean but barely. Practically. Not official. That was a that was a joke, bro. You know what I mean? I I It was a joke. I don't even think I have this t shirts anymore. Man. Oh yeah, you did have the oh I'm sorry. Yeah, he did have the um the super the super bass, or you want to call it? <laughs> what is that? It was a Superman emblem, but like it was like a met- metallic Superman emblem with a big J and a bass over it. That's what. Shout out to Jackie for making me that. Shout out to Jackie again, man. I don't know how she do it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, we need to get always on the rise part three. You know what I'm saying? We need to. I've been said. Listen, this is the guy. I've been said a few years ago. We need to do another cipher. Get everybody back together. And he was like, no, because I'm retired. And I'm just like, I get that's an error, but you can still come out with a verse, bro. Just for old time's sake. That's the whole point of it, bro. Get my boy Geek. Shout out my boy Geek. Get Keontae Norm. See if Q want to pull up. You know what I'm saying? I would that Dre. Would, I was not going to mention. Wow, you remember that. All right. Um, all right, if you do it, if you do the I'm verse, saying, like, if you, you do the verse, I'm saying you can't like sit here and like try to hold me hostage to do a verse and like we not get Drake. Okay, but we can get him if you do a verse. That's kind of the stipulation. If he's there, you definitely need a verse. I mean, I'm cool if nobody does a verse. You <laughs> <laughs> will not want to do it, man. All right, man. All right, yeah. I'm gonna get. We're gonna talk. Give about me that like right another here. ten years, and then I'm another like at, ten when we're thirty-seven, and I might look in hindsight and be like, you know what? I probably should have did the cipher. <laughs> <laughs> Child Logic season ten. He gonna come back like, you know what? That first season, we should did that cipher. Yeah, man. Man. And then you might be trying to get me to act or some shit, and I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. And I'm be like, nah, I'm retired. And then another ten years will go by, and, and like, then you know the act. I'm like, bro, it's like every 10 years is when you change your mind on shit, basically. Growth. <laughs> That's a hell of a growth every decade. One decade at a time. Bro, it's not, into about, it's not about the speed, bro. It's about the journey. I guess, man. But in the speed of your journey, we could have had a whole cypher done by now. It's one verse. All right. If you organize it, 
I can organize it all the way up into Dre because I don't have his number. <laughs> so right, I, I can, I, I can I, figure the rest I, of that out. I hate Dre. All right. Well, y'all heard it here first, guys. Cypher on the way. <laughs> we are going to make it happen. Find a way. Um, Why does it sound like an album that can't get cleared? That's what it feels like. It feels like a Wu-Tang album, but everybody can't pull up at the same time. <laughs> so we just like, it's going to come eventually. Um, all right. We gonna, I'm going to pivot a little bit, man. So Yeah, what's up? I would say, what was the last book that you read that helped you on your journey, rather not just for leisure? I ain't gonna lie, I don't, I don't, I don't read a lot of books. At the risk of sounding like unintelligent, um, I mean that's why I'm my reading is in flux. The last one that I was reading was um, the Lean Startup. Okay. Um, because you know, just ideas as far as like business and whatnot. Um, how to efficiently create something without money? Yeah, um, that 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 whole mindset behind that book kind of helped me as far as like I think you know the idea of an MVP, um, kind of validating your idea before you actually put money into the idea. So like interviewing like prospective co- um, customers, um, in, um, questions as far as like that are pivotal to like you know what your um, your value proposition or your what you're basically what you're going to be supplying to them so you come to them and you're saying like hey i you know would you like a product that does x y and z and they're like no i wouldn't like that or yes i would like that okay you would like that what would you like to see from that product what would you like so they help you basically before you even put money into it they're shaping um that product okay yeah so you're in it has to be in your target market in your um you know and that specific demographic but that book definitely, um, which was honestly, I had that book since I was uh, like a senior in college six years ago, and wow. I just never read it. Yeah. Shout out to not doing homework. But hey, shout out to no homework, man. Yeah. yeah. But I never read it, um, but it seemed kind of very uh, just relevant to where my mind is now, and I yeah. just cracked it back open and started reading it. That's what's up, you know. I um, I've been trying to implement some of those things too, you know, and just the way I've been doing business and how I move. But I'm not gonna hold you. I haven't been reading too much either, at least nothing in the way of that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just don't feel no worries about not reading. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next read that I'm gonna have um is gonna be I think it's called the subtle way of not giving a fuck. Bro, yes. Shout out my boy Langston. He gave me that book. It's in the cut over here somewhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I I read through that kind of quick, so I did. I did read a book this year. <laughs> I read that this year. That's so it happened. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be my next read. Just um, yeah, because everything else that I've read this year has just been stuff I read when we was in high school. Okay, so like, like reviewing. Yeah, like and it was like stuff like Invisible Man in nineteen eighty four, stuff like that. Okay, you know, shit we read Word. way back. But um, yeah, so moving right along, you know, what I mean, just like can you. I know that when you're in different production settings, things may change and whatnot, but can you give us like a somewhat of a typical day to day of how things usually roll? Um, like in which environment, like when I'm DPing on sets or like when I'm like, like which environment, like Turner? Yeah, that's why I'm like, it's hard to gauge that question in your field because you work on so many different types of sets, so many different mm-hmm. people and you do so many different things. Um, so yeah, let's just say for the sake of DPing, like when you DPing for someone, mm-hmm. 
Like, what does a typical day to day look like for that? For you know, how does your you know from the beginning to the end? Yeah. So like, um, when you're DPing, so essentially like the DP is over the visual aesthetic of the film or the visual language, um, and that's anything from like camera composition, like shots, lenses, like what kind of camera are you using, um, what colors, um, and lighting. So essentially, it's camera and lighting. Those are like the two things that DPs are over. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty much just powwowing. It's like a, a chain of command. So like the director's over me. Um, then it's you know me to DP. Then I have a gaffer and a key grip, and then a cam operator, and then like maybe like some assistant cameras. Um, my job is to basically kind of come up with the plan and like diffuse that to my do- my departments. So. Maybe I came up with the lighting plots and say, like, okay, we need this fixture right here. We need this flag right here. And I'm diffusing this. Like, I'm diffusing the fixtures to, like, my gaffer. And then not a gaffer can, like, explain that to his lighting technician saying, like, all right, we need to get this. Like, put this on the stand. Put that on the stand. Blase, blase. And the key grip is over there saying, like, okay, we need flags over here. We need these type of nets. We need to build this type of rig. Um, and then the cam off, I'm like, hey, like, we need to set up over here. We're going to be shooting in this angle. We're going to be shooting with a 50 millimeter. So it's, like, basically everything that's, like, a visual aesthetic, I'm over. Um, okay. So a day is just pretty much just trying to stay um, keep communicating with the director, um, seeing what his thoughts are, giving suggestions with him as we're going through shots and things of that nature. But um, I would say, like, a lot of the time, majority of that work is done, like, pre-production, like, as far as, like, a DP, as far as, like, I'm always powwowing with, like, the production designer, the director, and things like that, getting all these plans set up. And then, like, I'm just, it's just execution when you come on set. Yeah. Just kind of, like, making sure, you know, these little things are kind of, like, cued in. So it might just be, like, I look at the, I look at my monitor, and I'm looking at the shot, and I'm, like, you know, like, raise, raise that, like, uh, Raise the intensity up like five, like five percent or something like that, um, or maybe you need to like angle that camera a little this way. Maybe we need to put like a little something in the like background to make that frame pop a little bit. Maybe we need to angle like just little minutia. Okay, but I got you. It's just you know you, everyone on the set. I feel like um, with the chain of command is just kind of playing with the smaller piece of the pie that they you know they have the ability to manipulate. So the director, of course. Like, I've done, have hands on directors that say, like, they know exactly what they want to see. Then I have ones that are like, what do you think? Um, so it's just like, I just kind of like mess with the piece of the pie that I'm given. And then I let yeah. the gaffer mess. Like, I give him that piece of the pie of my pie. And the gaffer's like, okay, I think we can use this type of license. And the technicians might be able to say something to the gaffer. It's just like a chain of commands. Okay, no doubt, for sure. So, two more questions. Yeah. One, where do you see yourself in five years? And it don't have to be professional, just professional, personal. Just I know. How I, you see fit, how I was thinking it. I was thinking like personal. Like that was the first thing I went and I was just like, hey, hey however you see fit to answer, you know what I'm saying? However you feel comfortable answering. So in five years, I see myself, um, overall, I just see myself doing a lot more productions um, and also having my family started, like having one or two children. Um, That's adorable. Yeah, that that that's that's in my realistic sense. In my like shooting for like the sun, I see myself in my own studio, um, producing my own narratives. Okay. But we'll see. Hey, you know, you got the time, you know what I mean? Opportunities and I'm sure you can I'm sure you're gonna do it, bro. You know. I appreciate that. 
you know, it's no trouble, no trouble, man. Last question. Any advice to someone just starting out, someone who wants to get into production, who's never touched a camera, never has any idea what a gaffer even means, anything <laughs> like that, who just no idea about a lot of the stuff that you spoke about? Like, what kind of advice can you give that person who's, like, never seen any of this before? Um, find a mentor. Um, and be eager. Be eager, but also... Be um, flexible because a mentor, in my opinion, like especially like in our industry, a mentor is almost like a good parent. So I look at good parents. It's like they're cheat codes for their children. They're letting them know like about the pitfalls that they went through. So you don't have to necessarily do that or like just certain perspectives to kind of ease your path along. Um, And that's what mentors do. Like they pretty much kind of show you the ropes like in a way where you don't have to fuck up. nearly as much um and it took me a minute to understand that and a lot of fuck-ups to understand that um that that was definitely the more efficient way so i would say definitely find a mentor and definitely be flexible because you never know what's going to be um the situation or the opportunity um that may change change your life and for me mine was just having conversations and trying to be you know as willing as possible with people and then that led me to meeting like certain characters and they're like hey like come observe come be here and it's like i'm spending i guess i'm using my own gas yes i'm you know driving up to a place for no pay to sit down and watch a lot of people do work that i want to do for no pay i did that for two years um and then one day they're just like when are you trying to work yeah and then it's just like i can't see i can't imagine where i'd be without that happening when it happened which was, that was about three years ago. So it's just um, definitely be flexible and definitely find a mentor. They'll they'll change your whole perspective. I feel that for sure. That's definitely great advice. You know, a lot of, a lot of people in this field don't think they need mentors or mentorship. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I was just speaking to someone not too long ago, kind of same thing with photography. Like, Photographers don't ever feel like they need mentors. Mm-hmm. You know, just people in the creative field feel like their creativity gets dampered because of a, some type of mentorship, some type of guidance or anything like that. So it's just really dope that you will highlight that because it's something that's very much needed. You know what I'm saying? You need help. You need assistance. And you need that connection to somebody who's already been through those pitfalls, like you said. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, um, I mean, it's just like I said, like ego. Um, yeah. And because of that, you feel like you don't need that, like, I don't want somebody to change how I look at things and whatnot. And it's like, it's not necessarily, nobody's going to really change you. Like, I don't think anyone really in this world has the ability to, to change you. Um, not directly, of course. Not directly. I mean, but they can give you a level of perspective to expand what yeah. you already have. So it's like, do a min, you know, do that and whatnot. Even if it's through imitation, emulation and things like that, um, you're still learning different skill sets. And then eventually you're going to come back to like what you want to do yourself with an expanded skill set of how to execute these things. So nah, definitely I say, Oh, if there's ever anybody that you feel like, you know, you could reach out to reach out to them. All they could do is say no. Um, I have sure. someone who, re- who literally just called me like five hours ago who sits down and shadows me. He just literally called me and said, Hey, I have free time. Like, can we set up time? Like, you know, where I could just sit down and shadow you. And I'm like, yeah, dude. And he was telling me, hey, like, I actually went in, like, and found some clients to do this stuff. I did free work for them and all that stuff. And then, like, somebody else reached out to me from seeing that video. 
He was like, I just wanted to share that with you. And that, you know, like, I love, I love that. Like, I love hearing stuff like that. Like, he's 16. And it's no. just like, I'm like, I told him, like, I'm just trying to let you know this type of things that I feel like I'm working on still to this day. That I feel like if you start right now, by the time you turn my age, you'll be leagues at. For sure. You know? Yeah, that's what's up, man. You know what I'm saying? Just keep doing your thing. You know, it's an inspiration. I know you've helped me a lot in our time together, you know what I'm saying, our time and our friendship. And, you know, I really appreciate everything that I've learned from you, um, firsthand, secondhand, whatever. You know what I mean? Just how you just how you operate, conversations with you, you know what I'm saying? Anytime I need advice on anything, um, you know, I appreciate it for mm-hmm. sure. You know. Of course, man. You know, and uh <clears throat> moving right along. Ha <laughs> ha, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. All right, so look, this is how we do it. Got five questions of trivia. These questions worth five dollars. If you get it right, if you get it wrong, you get a whole lot of nothing, my boy. You dig what I'm saying? A whole lot of guala on that nothing, okay? So um, you know, Jason, if you don't know, is a lighting specialist. He specializes in lighting on production sets. However, none of these questions are really lighting related because all the lighting questions were very, very easy. So, I don't know how easy these will be. They might be still easy, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. You might go five for five. We'll see. You might go five for five, man. The year he was the closest one. He got four out of five. What you asking, fireman questions? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's exactly what we asked. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the air. Um, but yeah, he got four out of five, and everybody else has been somewhere around three. We had a couple people do one, and um, we'll see where you end up being. You know what I'm saying? You might get that five, boy. You might be that one. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. For some reason, I feel a lot of pressure. No pressure at all. You know what I'm saying? Either you lose or you don't. That's more pressure on me at that point because <laughs> I got to pay you out. So, question number one What color temp? Slash Kelvin are Tuscan lights. Tungsten. Tungsten. See, you already know. See, look at you. Um, Is it A? So it's multiple choice. So it's A, 2800 Kelvin, B, 3200 Kelvin, C, 4500 Kelvin, or D, 5600 Kelvin. Tungsten lights. You said what color temperature? Is it like, is there, is this film? In specific, because there's actually two answers within that, but I'm gonna go with wow. 3200. That's your final answer. Yeah, I mean that was correct. So what would be the second answer to that? 2800. So like um, fixtures and households. Mm, okay. Hey, you taught me something. Hey, look at that. You still got it right though. So I know, like film wise, we always aim for 3200. But like in households, I think like tungsten bulbs, like actual tungsten filaments, actually get skewed closer to 2800. That's good thinking. See. Hey, this is why they, hey, this is, hey, this guy, he gets it, huh? Alrighty. Hey, so you already went up. Look at you. It went that hard, bro. So, question number two. Early cameras filmed at blank frames per second. The earliest cameras, like the first cameras ever used, Mm -hmm. filmed at blank frames per second. Is it A, 16, B, 17, D, 18, Oh, excuse me, C18 or D24. So again, A16, B17. Early C, cameras. 18. Yep, the first cameras that were ever used to shoot film. 
16, 17, 18, 24. My brain wants to say, like, I feel like I'm, I'm being, like, faked out right now, but my brain, like, wants to say 16. I mean, it's however you want to go, bro. Is that no, your that's fine? Like, yeah, yeah we'll roll with that. That's your fine answer? Yeah. That is correct. 16. See, you already, hey, we moving through this, man. We moving through this. For better or worse. All right. We got another one. So, uh-huh. boom. <clears throat> Blank frames per second is the slowest speed the human brain will process images consecutively. Oh, that's 24. The slowest speed the human brain will process images consecutively. Is it A10, B11, C12, or D13? 24 is not an option. Oh, you said A10, 12, 13. So 10, 11, 12, 13. The slowest the human brain. The slowest that the human brain will process? The absolute slowest, yes. 24 is a good answer, but... Not one in consecutive motion, yes. I'll, I'll go 12. 12. That's your final answer, yeah. That is incorrect. Answer was 13, huh? He was right there, you know. 13, yes, 13 frames per second. I didn't know that either, so I looked it up. So here we go. What is this question number? I challenge that. You want to challenge it? Wow. All right. That's going to have to be after the show. <laughs> that's going to have to be after the show. All right. Uh, question number four. A 2,000 foot long film will produce roughly how many minutes of footage at 25 frames per second? 2,000 feet of film will produce roughly how many minutes of footage at 25 frames per second? Is it A 11? B12, C21, or D22? Really? Like, there's like minutes right next to each other? So Listen, you, brother, this was a hard time finding questions like this. 2,000 right. feet <laughs> so, of film. I had to make it do what it do. So 2,000 feet, and I had to convert 35 millimeter frames. 25 frames per second, yes. I don't even have a conversion of like Millimeters. There's a way to guess it if you have an idea. But say say the uh, multiple choice again. So again, it's A11, B12, C21, or D22. And you said at 25 frames per second. Yeah, so 2,000 foot long film will produce roughly how many minutes of footage at 25 frames per second? 25. And you said 11, 12, 21. 22, yes. 22. 11, 12, 21, 22. <sighs> uh, I mean, I would love to give you a real hint, but again. I know. I understand. 25 frames per second. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 21. That's your final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. The answer is 22. So at 1,000 feet, that's that would produce. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, why would they have 11 minutes? One minute apart. Like, that's so messed up. That's the world we live in, man. Huh? 
Yeah, that was the that was what I was saying. Like, if you were to guess it, I would have just guessed twenty two because it's twenty two and then two thousand. Because you know when I looked it up, it was a thousand feet makes eleven minutes. So, oh yeah, you're right. One 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 then two, it, two two. What if a thousand feet make ten and a half minutes? I mean, that wasn't an answer choice. So it was, I'm just saying. I'm just saying too. You know, what I'm saying ten and a half, you round it up, still eleven. So, so what's that? Two and two. Two up, two down. All right. That's not bad. You know what I'm saying? That's not bad. All right. This is the last question. I feel like this one, man. I feel like you got this one in the bag. Come on now. It's easy peasy. The panorama shot was developed in what year? Don't look at your vein. <laughs> the panorama shot was developed in what year? Was it A, 1997, B, 1996, C, 1987, or D, 1986? Oh, I got this one in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. I don't know, bro. I don't know what you know. <laughs> I'm going to go with 1987. That's your final answer? Yeah. That's correct. Who are you talking about? <laughs> you had it in the bag, baby. <laughs> you had that in the bag, boy. I don't know how you had that in the bag, but you had it. It felt right. It felt right. See? There it is. Hey, three out of five. That's pretty on par with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It really is, bro. That's good. Nah, those, like I said, I dispute one of those. It's not that, you know. Huh? I disputed one of mine too. Man, everybody wanted to dispute, bro. I'm just saying, like, like um, the, 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 the 13 frames per second. Yeah. All right. A- animation see. moves at 12 frames per second. Okay, let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me see. Because now I got to, you know, now we have. Because they, they, they draw pictures on tools. And then they run it back at 24, but there's gaps for every two seconds. I'm answer. looking it up right now, bro. You go ahead and feel free to talk it up. Talk your point up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what's the... All right, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 a whole lot of yada yada, a whole lot of stuff about the difference between 24 and 30 frames, shooting 60, how fast can I frame, okay, let me see, I'm really, I really gotta look this up, okay, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology dove deep into the topic with a study in 2014 to understand the smallest amount of time needed for the brain to process visual stimuli. You might be surprised. The supercomputer can process visual data from single images. Wait, your supercomputer, i.e. your brain, mm-hmm. can process visual data from a single image in only 13 milliseconds. Is that frames? I'm pretty sure it is frames. A frame is a millisecond? More or less. That's what this website is. Uh, almost right at 13 milliseconds per image to demonstrate. You can see a pattern. Basically, it's a lot more stuff in here. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff about a variety of things on frames. All right, man, listen. <laughs> I'm going to go for the sake of saying that you got three out of five right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see why. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's still... Let me get the right. I always forget which one is the right one. There we go. 
It's not bad. You know what I'm saying? What you know about that music? Nah, I don't have to play that one. Oh, he went through. We're gonna change we're gonna change the sound deck for next season. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, three out of five is still pretty solid, bro. That's a sixty. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. You got more than half, though. You know what I mean? Still fella. Hey, that's what I'm saying. 15, it's not bad. It's not 20. <laughs> All right, man. Look, so thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, do you have anything you want to promote, you know, your social media or, you know, any projects that you want people to check out? Anything at all? Oh yeah, limitless. You know what I mean. Limits, limits. I don't know why I said limitless. That's the uh, that's a whole other movie. I'm yeah. sorry, limits. But I don't think you want to promote that specifically. If you want to, you can. I'm not saying don't. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really sure. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have, bro. This whatever you want. You have anything to promote? Bro. I don't. All right, he ain't got nothing to promote. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the time, nevertheless. You know what I'm saying for coming through, uh, rocking with us. You know what I'm saying telling people your story. Um, yeah, friend of the show, feel free to come on. A lot of people want to come on and quiz me because of these questions that they've been getting. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic to have. But nevertheless, man, that is it for us on Chop Logic. My name is Tevin L. Chopo. Friends call me Chop. We are out of here. Thank y'all so much. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Please be sure to follow us anywhere you listen to on podcast at. And um, I'll see y'all next time, man. Peace out. Much love. Stay safe out here.